so hi uh, the uh, just kirat talked to you on telegram uh, he's on mute right now because okay. uh, there's some voice issues uh, we are from thapal institute of engineering and technology and we yeah. are students from a developer student club thap you know yeah so basically we started this podcast series because we wanted uh, to get the students in our college a bit more engaged with the industry perspective uh, how does things work outside the college when they go for internships when they go for uh, jobs what do they what what should they expect uh, what what would be different out there and so we thought this podcast series would be an informative way to uh, tell them about what's going on right now and also about uh, some tech- new technologies that have come up uh, so let's let's start by your introduction okay first of all it's really nice to see that college students are uh, doing such activities to engage uh, more students into tech uh not all colleges are doing that so it's really a good good thing uh so about me uh, you my name is shad and i work at hashnode i'm a full stack developer at hashnode i graduated at two, in 2018 from lucknow from a private college in lucknow and uh, after that i was a react native developer for uh, one and a half year and then i switched to Uh, as a full stack developer on hashnode i i do some open source and i like writing technical articles also apart from coding uh i am interested in literature and artwork so uh, i do sketching and all cool uh, uh yeah i have seen your artworks on instagram uh, yeah, they they are really good I'm, 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 most of them are tanay pratap illustration i he was he was a part of uh, my uh, before joining hashnode he was a he was a mentor uh, so it was like a thank you gift to him so oh, okay nice nice yeah uh so uh, tell us a bit more about what you do at hashnode uh, particularly and what hashnode is all about okay so uh, hashnode uh, is a platform and more importantly it's a community so it's empowering developer to share their stories and grow their career so uh, we have a bunch of things like you can ask a question you can share your blog uh, one of the key features is a dev blog you can get your own blog running in a second with your own custom domain and private repo you can back up your content to your own github repository also you will truly own your content whatever you post on hashnode is truly yours yeah. not like other platforms so and uh, there are multiple diff- things happening uh, yeah sorry sorry continue go ahead okay so there are multiple things happening like uh, ask uh, ama's and uh, she inspire we have a different series of she inspire where we interview uh, com- women from code from tech yeah so that's pretty much it so how is it uh, different from platforms like medium or dev.2 uh, or many other blogging platforms uh it's different from medium because uh, you truly own your content medium doesn't let you own your content medium is the okay. owner and they make profit out of uh, your content so here we are oh, not right. doing that we are not putting any ad you are the and whatever you post on 
on hash node is truly yours mm-hmm. even on dev.2 is a lot similar but dev.2 to is a, a blogging platform basically okay but hash node is not just a blogging platform it's a community there are lots okay. much happening if you go to hash node you will see a lot more things happening apart from the blogging itself and the devlog mm-hmm. feature it's itself is a separate separate you can say a separate product of hash node mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it's like if you uh, most more uh, a lot of people are doing using gatsby to generate mm-hmm. a static site to use their blogs you don't have to do that you can right. just use hash node uh, to own your blog okay it's a it's a good idea because my blog right now is on gatsby so <laughs> i i'll think of shifting okay. uh even i'm not using any portfolio website i'm using just hash node i added a about page and added every all the information okay. in about page and and that mm-hmm. is my portfolio added my domain on Okay so uh, I wasn't a great student in college like I was good in academic but uh, the tech culture in my college was not that great we was not that much coding most most of the things are copy just copy pasting stuff and complete your assignment and get some marks that's it so after the college got over in uh, May 2018 so we I just knew uh, J2E JSC pages that's okay. it and uh, we are not using jsc pages anywhere in tech tech right now you won't see anyone using jsc pages or anything like that it's javascript everywhere so uh, i started learning from youtube you might be uh, aware of the new boston website but yes, robert yes. yeah so i started uh, learning java from uh, his tutorials and uh, then i learned android development it, it took about 3 months and uh, then i built a demo app and uh, i just posted a screen recording on whatsapp and someone saw it and someone took that re- recording and sent it to a developer in bangalore so he showed it to oh. his company it was a startup so they called me for an interview and i got hired so that But was the that's amazing yeah. right. so uh so my like other people my plan was to learn some uh, build some projects and come to bangalore and just mm-hmm. show this to the interviewers and get a job but didn't happen i got a job before even coming to bangalore that's that's amazing so you would say that uh, showing your work it uh, makes a lot of difference right so yeah exactly uh, personally speaking i have started an instagram page of my own where i'm posting daily updates of what i am doing uh, like recording my journey so i uh, i got this idea from people in communities and around me that if you start showing off your work like whatever you are learning uh, any tech stack any new technology uh, i guess if we mm-hmm. just put it out there somewhere uh, even if it's instagram if it's uh, twitter if it's tiktok also uh, if you just put it out there maybe someone will notice it and like in your case uh, you can, you might get a job as well Uh, okay so you won't believe what happened i was working on this react native design system one of my open source project mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, i i re- i released that project and tweeted about it and i got around 1 140 140 plus tweet, uh, likes and retweets 
so mm-hmm. on that same day i got five job offers within 24 hours that's amazing and, pe- and people people rely on college placements for getting placed i guess this is a much better way yeah much better uh, my college uh, usually you have in in campus uh, placements but my college is uh, has like zero zero in campus placement so everyone got placed by off campus only and that was a plan i was also uh, going to come to noida or bangalore but uh, mm-hmm. building building something helped me in this uh, part so tell tell us more about the first app that you built that got you hired in bangalore uh, yeah so there was a project going on at that time uh, lucknow metro if you are aware mm-hmm. lucknow metro was uh, project was on building so i made an app to uh, put uh, like uh, it's a go to application for everything you need everything in every information you need on metro how many mm-hmm. stops are there what will be the fare and uh, what like which stop will come after which one these type of stuff and i just put a recording on whatsapp and someone from my whatsapp contact took the recording and sent it to uh, the uh, hr of this team it's a startup it was a small company mm-hmm. so uh, so i worked here for like one and a half hour and the second job also this uh, hashnode also this is because of all the community work that i have been doing like uh, okay. i was writing articles blogs and this open source project these things mm-hmm. so if you are if you are putting your work out there it will help you a lot because people know that you are you are learning and you are doing these things and if you if suppose you are writing about a concept suppose function you have written about a function mm-hmm. everything about a function so people will know that this guy know about functions really well okay mm-hmm. so that's the main benefit you will get from uh, putting yourself out there amazing uh so next question uh what is your preferred te- tech stack as of now okay uh, so i shifted to react now i'm not working on react native i'm working on mm-hmm. react with next js and next js is okay. just amazing server side right really good yeah server side rendering better seo css in js everything is just perfect so and mm-hmm. for state management uh, i use mobex mostly even even in uh, hashnode we are using mobex and for my side projects also i prefer mobex over redux it's a lot okay. less code and works flawlessly and for mm-hmm. database uh, mongodb or postgres sql okay yeah uh, so if you, if you need api yeah. then graphql yeah graphql coming coming to graphql <laughs> we all have yeah. this doubt as to when to use graphql and when to use restful apis and what are the differences for a, pers- a layman person who has just started with web development how would you explain the differences mm-hmm. between those two and what are the benefits over okay. one another so i would say that uh, suppose uh, you hear a word a perfect api so what will be the mm-hmm. points that you will have in mind like what's a perfect api you will think about performance you will mm-hmm. think about usability and you will think mm-hmm. ab- think about uh, better documentation right right so if you compare uh, graphql from rest api graphql provides you out of the box documentation okay so the, mo- the most important part is already taken care of you don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. okay and uh, next thing is performance so what uh, with rest apis the one problem is even if you don't need a data you have to call the same api 
and you will get all the data even if you need it or not so graphql solves this problem there is no overfetching or underfetching okay and uh, with graphql uh, we will have a versions version different versions of api if you are migrating your project to another uh, another version then some of the user might be on the previous version so you can't delete the previous api you will have hmm. to uh, make uh, have the both versions of api so right. this problem also solved by graphql you won't have to uh, like version your api it's just a field it's, it's a pro- normal json like query and you just add a new field and you will get that data okay hmm. and uh, it's a typed system so graphql has types for all the strings and in integer number we have type so if you are saving some wrong type of information you will get the error instantly so it saves you from a okay. lot of errors also okay so the main advantage is if your app gets really big okay suppose you are working on a production level app which is used by a lot of people then uh, the complexity increases and it's not uh, simple to make an performant api Okay, mm-hmm. some of the complexities increases, and you will have to think a lot about that to manage all these. And uh, there are other thing like caching. So, yeah. okay. So what happens is uh, in REST API, if you need data from th- three different sources, okay. So you will you will call three different endpoints. Okay, but in GraphQL there is only one endpoint which will give you all the data. so okay. this has benefit and disadvantage both mm-hmm. with rest api you can catch catch those endpoints mm-hmm. uh, if your app is really big so you can catch those endpoints and uh, you won't have to make that request again and again but with graphql there is only one endpoint so you can't do the caching at the client side okay, okay. Uh, so that's the that's the one issue like one is optimization at a at a scale and second is uh, this caching thing this is a tool so if you are using if you are choosing uh, for your side project then i will say just go with graphql it doesn't matter that a lot it will create a little problem when your app grows a little grows a lot bigger okay so uh, yeah. that was great uh, one more thing uh, you, you have been into react native from quite a long time Uh, and yeah. cross platform development nowadays uh, there is a new competitor people uh, people say what's the difference between flutter and react native so like can you please elaborate mm-hmm. more on that so which is better yeah it's not like about better right now both are great i have tried not really much into flutter i just tried a little like one or two days but uh, it's a lot faster than react native for for time being because uh, flutter is using dart and dart mm-hmm. supports uh, dart supports ahead of time compilation so which is really fast okay so uh, the development and the developer experience and app performance is better in flutter but mm-hmm. the community support community support and uh, what you can say easy to adapt is react native because react native is javascript if you know javascript you can code in react native but for flutter mm-hmm. you have to learn a new language dart which is okay. uh, like a like a merging of uh, uh, javascript and java it's object oriented so you you have to know the a lot of concepts of object oriented language also 
and uh, what do you think is the future for yak native uh, given that flutter is coming up do you think mm-hmm. industries will still uh, go and use yak native for big projects or yeah industry will use industry will be using both of these technology like mm-hmm. flutter is growing really well but uh, react native is also rebuilding its whole architecture to okay. to compete with flutter or you can say the to solve a lot of problems like react native has a lot of problems with animation because okay. uh, you write in react native then you convert that code to native javascript vanilla javascript then this code communicate with the native modules at the android side either it's a c++ or uh, for ios it's objective c so mm. this there is a bridging in between uh, and the process is asynchronous so it's uh, like there is a delay in animation so whenever you uh, suppose uh, there are two two things uh, basically okay there is a ui layer which takes care of the ui changes and there is a communication between the native med- modules and the javascript side mm-hmm. okay so uh, the react native team is coming with up with a new architecture they are introducing a new module uh, called as javascript interface which mm-hmm. lets you invoke a reference on the c++ classes so you can directly communicate with the uh, c++ classes without going through the bridge so in the coming week, uh, coming months i think this will happen and uh, it will totally eliminate all the performance bench- benchmark up till now react native is gives you native experience but it's not purely native it's a native like experience so there are a lot of performance uh, drawback which you won't see normally but if your app is really big suppose like uh, facebook or things like that then you will see uh, some performance pitfalls so react native team is working on it okay yeah. uh, so you you made a react native design system now uh, it is your yeah. open source project uh, so tell us a bit more about that and what 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 is it and uh, what does it comprise of okay uh, so uh, what was what happened is i was working on some side project freelancing project and i was mm-hmm. writing a lot of uh, tech articles also so mm-hmm. this involves creating some demos app demos or something like that so i was okay. copy pasting a lot of components from different apps i already had a lot of component reusable component i was copy pasting a lot of component and i thought that maybe it will be a good idea to uh, combine all this and create a package out of it so i did hmm. it was working but there was some problem and i was just improving that like eliminating those problems and improving the library for hmm. myself and after a lot of iteration it became like a react native design system i added some rules also design rules that uh, it created some uh, other design system and added some rules okay so if mm-hmm. you are suppose uh, if you are working on freelancing uh, freelancing mm-hmm. is another project so you just have to tweak the design files theme files and uh, you will you you are good to go most of the components are common so you don't have to create yourself and you can uh, work on the business side of the app mostly so if, so if, if, if i have a few keywords uh, few keywords that i had in mind while creating this was uh, main thing was i uh, wanted to avoid a lot of copy pasting copy pasting mm-hmm. components and when you are using components from different apps so the mm-hmm. api is not consistent uh, by api mm-hmm. i mean the props 
you pass to a react component so i just wanted to avoid remembering lot of props so i started working on a consistent api like which means having a lower api surface area that you don't have to remember a lot of things and you can get started quickly and one of the main goal was to get started in 10 minutes or less okay so if i am working on a react native project and i uh, clone your repo uh, uh, to use your design system so what yeah. are the features uh, that i can expect of the go like without doing anything what are the things that i am getting uh, okay so th- the theming is already customized for you mm-hmm. Uh, you can make sure that your component will look exactly similar on both platform android and ios mm-hmm. one thing is that and if you know how to use one component like uh, there are few props like space uh, there is a space prop there is a size prop there is a color prop so these props are common across all the components so mm-hmm. if you know how to use one component you know how to use any component so this makes things lot simpler Okay, Amazing. and you can iterate a lot faster because uh, one of the key features is separation of concern. This is inspired by Brad design system. Mm-hmm. So separation of concern means uh, when you are building a UI, there are two things to manage. One is the actual component, and second thing is space around it. Mm-hmm. So uh, in React Native design system, you get two types of component. One is a normal component, and one is a layout component. So normal mm-hmm. component takes care of it. design and it uses support just a button so it it will take care of its own color its own width and height and uh, how you are going to use it and the spacing uh, is totally taken care by layout component like there is a stack component which lets you stack your components uh, on top of one each other there is a box component which provide spacing around a component suppose you you are putting a button and you need some spacing around it so you put mm-hmm. a box and you drop the button inside a box so and okay. box will have a property of spacing and spacing is also like you can get extra extra small to extra extra large there are like seven properties it's common across all the components and third thing you can get freedom like uh, the apis are not that rigid you can always mm-hmm. override the override the existing style also uh, you will have you have a lot of choices like suppose it's a size prop So, uh, React Native design system provide you seven different size, sizes: extra, extra small, extra small, small to extra, extra large. Total of seven different choices, and each each of the component have seven choices. So, you are getting a lot of freedom also. Okay, that was great. Great to know about the React Native design system. Uh, obviously, I'm very eager at this point of time to try it out, and uh, I just <laughs> I, I just like the project too much. So, uh, uh, like, can you please tell us more about uh, what's what is the difference between the actual tech industry and what is being taught to us in the colleges? A more deep insight on tech industries and what's actually going on. Okay, uh, so uh, like I told you, like what happened with my colleges, everyone was learning Java, and, and they were mm-hmm. building some portfolio website with JSP pages. Okay. but when you get out of the college and go for an interview you get to know that no one is using jsp pages so why the why you learned it at the first place if everyone right. is going to use react or view why don't you learn it in college one hmm. thing is and lack of awareness most of the colleges are not aware of this these things like even teachers are like not aware of that so they do, they can't be everyone is just going with java 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 everywhere 
ओके सो द इंडस्ट्री इज हाईली ओरिएंटेड फॉर जावास्क्रिप्ट इट्स एवरीवेयर सो इवन आई आस माय सीनियर वंस दैट व्हाट शुड आई लर्न ही सेड जावास्क्रिप्ट ओके सो आई लर्न जावास्क्रिप्ट द बेसिक फॉर लूप स्विच केसेस एंड एवरीथिंग बट व्हाट नेक्स्ट सो देयर शुड बी सम काइंड ऑफ मेंटरशिप that uh, that uh, make aware the of the student that you can learn some framework or uh, ui library that is in demand of the industry what is the industry demand if you are learning angular then you can apply for the big companies only like mncs the small okay. companies don't use angular if you are going to learn react then you can apply for the for the startups also and for the big giant companies also like flipkart and swiggy So mm-hmm. these things uh, like happen in college. Like you are not really aware of what's happening in what's the de- demand of the market. So what would you suggest for pe- people like us who are like we as a community? We are uh, learning a lot of different things: uh, JavaScript, React, uh, Node, mm-hmm. GraphQL, etc., etc., etc. But there are many, many students in our college who are uh, just doing C plus plus as of now. and a bit of objective oriented programming that's it uh and when they start coming third year and they realize that they have to go for interviews all they do is just learn data structures and algorithms for two months and then apply and then do a six months training out there to learn the skills that we already know so uh yeah. but what how should one get started while just being in college like we all right now are in second year so think of Uh, it from a second year's perspective as what mm-hmm. uh, what should be the steps to follow and what should be the path that they should take uh, to reach the level that you have accomplished okay uh, so first thing is be a part of community there is a huge community on twitter or linkedin so if you are using these platform for your own good it it will be really get, great for you okay uh, follow good people you will learn a lot mm-hmm. from them be vulnerable don't hesitate to put yourself out there and ask for a feedback okay so if you, suppose uh, i think you are already in the team than a job challenge okay yeah right mm-hmm. so if you are part of that community you already know that what other people are doing mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, if you see a lot of lot of people are doing react so you will also think that why everyone is doing react what's the good thing in that Mm-hmm. okay so this thing will make you aware of the market demand and okay more importantly uh, at this time you need a lot of guidance and mentorship so mm-hmm. don't hesitate to reach out to the people in community who are all, who are already successful or doing good community mm-hmm. is really good and uh, everyone is really helpful if you need any help we will help you out so don't hesitate to just go and ask or just drop a direct message that i am i am having this problem and what can i do so you can do that and what you are doing right now is really great you are organizing a podcast a lot of people will listen to it so this is also really good stuff and be be consistent with one technology suppose uh, you decided to learn javascript okay javascript and react so be consistent with that don't jump into a lot of technology because everyone is doing it just choose one thing and learn it really well and build some pr- project 
uh, I think if you if you if you are able to build three or four projects, you can eliminate the Java TS and Elgo round totally. I have given three four interviews. I have never answered any DS Elgo question. I know it, but there was no DS Elgo round. Mostly it's just basic JavaScript or advanced JavaScript. And the questions regarding if if you are building three or four projects, the interviewer interviewer will already have enough content to ask you from your own project. And okay. as you have built it, you can answer it really well. He will yeah. ask you that what what were the problems you faced while building this project, how you mm-hmm. solved them, what is the inspiration behind this project. So you have mm-hmm. already built it, so you can answer these questions really well. And right, right now, I would suggest stick, stick with one technology and learn it really well. Don't dump to a lot of stuff. And if when whatever you are learning, just document it. With mm-hmm. blogging is is one thing that have like. Helped me a lot. With blogging, I have I have got freelancing projects. Uh, I have written a paid paid React course also because of uh, uh, okay. someone someone saw my article, and mm-hmm. this this job I have got at Hashnode. It is also because of this blogging because uh, the my founder at Hashnode was aware of of what I was doing, what I was writing. So mm-hmm. he approached me uh, to just come for an interview and talk about it. So. If people know you that you are doing some work, and so you will get a lot of opportunities. You don't have to go for any interview. Also, you will get a lot of opportunities will come to you basically. Okay, so uh, about uh, projects, uh, a question often comes to the minds of people that how do I think about a project or how do I get started? Hmm. What's the basic inspiration behind doing a project? So can you just elaborate on that? Okay, so uh, there are like platforms. What usually I do is I read an article or choose a video course from Udemy or something. Okay, so uh, I learn something and I see how can I apply these things to a different project. Okay, uh, don't build the same project. It's not. Uh, it will not help you. If if a instructor is building is there is no point of you to build the same thing. Apply the same knowledge and build something else which is close to that but not exactly same. Okay, and uh, try to solve your own problems. Like React Native Design System was my own problem. I was copy pasting a lot of components and I wanted to avoid it, so I built a library. And like that, there are a lot of people in community that are solving their own problems and building awesome products out of it. So if you are engaging, like you are trying a lot of things. Suppose you tried ten things, okay? So there will be three, four things that will come really good. You will fail. You will eventually fail in few things, but some of them will get really good. So try a lot of things. Be at a lot of places, and uh, just be active. So how do we understand that? Yes, uh, now is the point where I am comfortable with a certain technology. Like suppose we started with VR. and we started building projects so at what point do we feel that yes now i am ready to go to interviews or i am ready to take on some paid work for example uh, mm-hmm. because people start but they don't know when to stop uh, you know they don't they don't know when to get involved in the actual job uh, so the thing is uh, you will never feel that you are just good enough to go to anything 
okay when i when i joined that has not i knew nothing okay. about web but now i'm a web developer mm-hmm. when i joined uh, the first startup it called shivoot international private limited i knew some basic things of android which i learned over a 3 month months of period so i mm-hmm. can't be a master of android development in 3 months right. okay so just know the basics and if you can build a to do app in some technology mm-hmm. you are good to mm-hmm. go you it's okay. like uh, you have to learn a lot of things while working on a project you Sorry. can't be prepared like fully prepared for for a job if you are fully prepared of job it will not give you anything you are there to grow okay so if things are uncomfortable if you don't know a lot of things then that those things will help you grow only you can't be 100% sure that i know everything about react and everything even uh, some if you ask even tane he will say that i'm learning yeah right <laughs> he has 7 years of experience and he is still learning i am still learning so you can't be fully prepared just build some build two or three basics apps and mm-hmm. try it out like let the recruiter decide that if you are good or not it's not your mm-hmm. job you just do your work and let the other person decide if he sees that you are good enough he will hire you right uh so uh one more thing was uh, i wanted to go back a bit on graphql as we are uh, going to start learning that right now so what are some good resources to start with suppose any new technology for example and you can take graphql as an example for that uh, how do we find uh, resources to learn them so one really good resources is a free code camp Okay. You just go to their YouTube channel, and you will find find a video of literally any tech stack you need to learn. Either be it a GraphQL, Postgre, AWS, anything. They have videos right. for any tech stack. So that's a good starting point. Then for some uh, advanced stuff, you can for GraphQL you can go to Hasura. Hasura has a really good quality blog. They are like there are short blogs which will uh, help you some advanced stuff also. And mm-hmm. don't just start a project you will you will start okay. a project build a something like don't think about impact that it's going to be the project of the year or something just start some basic thing and you will find a lot of difficulty uh, that you don't know exist and while uh, solving those problems you will learn ev- everything about the tech stack amazing so so free uh, code camp and hasra one more thing uh, you you told to get involved in communities and uh, on twitter and linkedin so first question how to find those communities and second questions uh, if you find them how to get started in that community how to get to be a part of that uh, because many people get intimidated by people working out there that they do they know a lot of new a lot of these things which i don't know and how will i be a part of that okay so that was the same problem with me also when when i started like i was not i was confused that i should start blogging or not when mm-hmm. I, when i started writing i had just 6 months of experience uh, last year okay so i had just six, and i thought that uh, there are lot of good resources already there why should i write but you have your own perspective own perspective what right. you see in in a problem someone might not see that and if you are learning something like you are in second year you are facing these things for the first time so you what problems you will face is 
totally rare and new to you just document it how you what problems you face how you solve those problems and put it out there don't worry that you will get judged something like like that just put it out there and uh, you will get better at it and people will appreciate it so how to find those communities so, yeah there is one thing uh, communities uh, one is hashnode one is dev.2 uh, medium is there free code camp is there or just use your own blog and tweet on uh, tweet uh, write a tweet that i posted this blog and just give it a hashtag of javascript so okay. people who are following javascript will eventually notice you okay and if you if you want you can just uh, send this article to me or any person in community and ask for a feedback okay so this okay. is one thing of this is uh, how you can build a connection also good relationship mm-hmm. with other get involved and ask for suggestions and uh, i would like to mention one more thing uh, me and few other folks are running a program called the next big writer so we are we are mentoring uh, newcomers in technical writing uh, basically you write a blog we give you a topic you write a blog around it and we will give you uh, feedback and how you can improve you improve and we post on a separate publication called the next big writer on hashnode so each time you write a blog we will provide you feedback and you will learn something new so this will help you build your technical writing skills as well the best thing is yeah best thing is document it write what you are learning how you solved a problem and what interest you so uh, if you are writing suppose about design system okay you you like the design system and you build something and you write about it so you will meet a lot of like minded people and this is actually what you call community meeting a lot of like minded people right uh, that was a great uh, insight like uh, a lot of new things we got to know from you uh, any more tips from your side for for people watching this because all of them will be newbies and most of the things that you mentioned uh well like you have already said a lot of things but if you want to just summarize it in two or three points okay uh, one thing is just build something okay it can be a variation suppose there are hundreds of thousands of to do list but you might need a different variation of it you might need something else you might need a label in it. is that and put it out there okay right. keep learning document what you are learning and put it out there and by documenting i mean either it's a blog or it's a tweet or just post something on linkedin it will work okay. uh, and okay and don't hesitate to fail it's okay to fail like right. if you are trying 10 times you will fail 7 times and you will succeed in 3 3 times will help you grab an amazing opportunity uh, so uh, in short what there are two two t- types of things when you see a problem you will you will have two types of thought either you will feel that i can do it okay or you will feel that uh, i don't know if i can do it so if it's a second kind of thing second thought you are having then this will help you grow if you already know you can do it there is nothing much to learn there but if you are uncomfortable in facing some problem then that problem will help you grow okay 
and like you are students right so make a small goals and stick to it don't just plan to read 50 books in a year or read 20 books in a year or even one book a month that's also a big goal just uh, for example make a goal that i will read 10 pages a day that's it if you are reading 10 pages a day you will eventually finish a book by month or two so focus on a small goals and uh, treat your work whatever you are doing as like sacred okay so if you are working on something dedicate your full attention and don't uh, try to multitask okay suppose you are playing a game so just focus focus give your full attention to playing a game if you are doing an assignment give your full attention to doing assignment separate your time divide your time and be focused on one thing at a time okay and focus focus itself is a skill you can practice it if you are listening to a podcast daily for 45 minutes and you are forcing you, yourself to focus on the, uh, the podcast and not touch your mobile for anything else then it will uh, help you build a lot of focus and one thing i, I really found it helpful is was uh, i follow a 15 minute problem rule so what this says is uh, do not search for a solution until 15 minutes are over first try to think about the solution yourself try it for 15 minutes and if you can't do it then ask for help or search online don't look for any solution if you even if you are solving a dsl question just give 15 minutes because you you have all the information on your fingertips everything is available on internet so our problem solving abilities are decreasing day by day so to force these things just follow this 15 minute rule and uh, suppose you are starting a project okay you decided to build an app and you have everything in mind but don't jump to code directly write down the steps you, that you are going to do write down the modules that it will have and how you are going to build it first first write everything down when you know that you have to set update here then you can write a code for set update in the code actual thing is thinking the coming up with the approach or the steps you are going to follow so first write it down and then jump to code yeah and never copy the same thing from udemy the instructor is already building it so don't build the same project try a different variation and apply the knowledge you learn from that project and uh, another one could be to revise a topic that you are learning at a uh, different times like if you learned something today revise it after a week or two don't revise don't just read it a lot of times daily read it stop don't go to that topic for one or two weeks and then try to recall what you learned it will help you a lot these things uh, are these things have helped me in in my career so i think it can be helpful for you also exactly exactly that's why we have uh, we had you here because uh, having an experience of someone else uh, is really important for students uh, the the one last topic that we'll try to talk on uh, and this will be the last uh, so we we are we are active participants of hackathons uh, so all okay. three of us have been uh, participating in various hackathons national level international level hackathons so uh, how do you think that affects uh, a person's career and uh, ability to problem solve and uh, is hackathons really a good thing uh, do people hire from that uh, or is this just a waste of time for 24 hours 
no 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 it's it's, it's a really good thing you you are basically thinking uh, thinking for 24 hours to how to solve a problem mm-hmm. and and i would say that you will you might be learning a lot from that also okay, okay. if you are building a project you will you will eventually uh, bump up into a lot of issues that you solve on the spot so i would mm-hmm. say that after a hackathon is over write your experience and mm-hmm. put it on the internet someone will notice okay. hr all the companies are looking for good candidates that are engaging in such of such kind of activities but you okay. have to tell them that you are such candidate and you are engaging in that of, of activities so how you are going to say that mm-hmm. whatever you are doing put it out there use linkedin for good mm-hmm. use twitter for good everything and it's a really good activity don't stop it so uh i guess that is all i have from my side jay do you have any other questions <laughs> and yeah. uh, feel free, feel free to le- reach me any time in future if you need any help or suggestion uh, sure, you already sure. i think know my twitter or something or, or telegram mm-hmm. feel free to yep. reach i will be always be uh, happy to help sure uh, th- thanks a lot uh, it was really insightful and uh, as this was the first episode of our uh, podcast so i guess it was really good to have uh-huh. you and uh, we will we will appreciate some feedback from you as well like uh, How did you this is my that? first podcast as well okay great <laughs> uh, so i i hope it was inform- informative for everyone who will be watching this and it, it was a lot for us and i hope it also helped you in some way i i guess uh, it was yeah. really great having you uh, thank you so much thank you thank you for having me uh, It's a really good thing that you are doing uh, such thing but so don't stop and keep doing what you are doing thank you okay. thank you bye